Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Murder She Didn't Write on the Wireless. Tonight's episode is the fourth and final part of The Case of the Brick on a Stick. As you may recall, a murder has taken place at the British Museum, where head cleaner Scarlett Moffat has been found in the office of Chief Bricologist Dr. Veronica Violet with her skull stoved in, presumably by the eponymous brick on a stick. Much confusion has reigned in the British Museum since the murder, but fortunately I, Detective Jonathan Jenkinstein, had just arrived to solve the case. But it was a scene of chaos and confusion that I had arrived upon indeed. Get this off me! Look, this is this is unconscionable. I can't believe you were trying to stay there. I'll hit you with my axe. Oh no! Everybody, hold it! The British Museum is no place for violence and oppression. What about tying things up and taking them places they shouldn't be? Yes, it's very much a place for that. But that's my job in this context. You put down that hockey stick and untie that fashionable-looking gentleman. Thanks. And I'll put on some clothes, finally. uh, Would you? All right, then. Now, I must say, I've been to the British Museum before, but all of the dead bodies I was looking at then were museum exhibits. You must realise that you're all suspects in this murder case. That's right. You practically are a museum, Dr. British Blue, the founder of this very museum. And yet, not even you can remain above suspicion. I have a lot of evidence to peruse, a lot of testimony to extract, and a lot of facts to get straight. But once I have done all of those things, I will see you all at the scene of the crime. Dr. Veronica Violet's office. Thank you all for joining me here in Dr. Veronica Violet's office sometime later. You're welcome. All right. Had no choice. I must say that this case has been one of the strangest I have tackled to date. At first, I thought it was obvious. Surely no member of museum staff or museum aficionado would ever commit a murder in the hallowed halls of the British Museum, but the more I investigated, the more I found that every single one of you wanted poor Scarlet dead. No, no, I'm a woman of science and medicine. Out of the way, maybe. I'm a museum. I barely knew her. I'm nude. Well, not anymore. You can't cast dispersions at this stage. It's far too late. I know all about your various quirks, foibles, and reasons for wanting poor Scarlet dead. Dr. British Blue, let's begin with you, shall we? Well, uh, very well. I doubt you've got anything on me at all, Detective, if that is your real name. It's a title, a job description, rather than being a a name. My name is Jonathan. I do introduce myself. Dr. British Blue, you claim to be an institution of British culture, an irreducible part of our national heritage. I am the British Museum, and I'll thank you to remember it, Dr. Jonathan Detective. It's it's Jenkinstein, Jonathan, never mind. How many names do you have? Two. Very good, carry on. 
For all that you claim to be a monolith of truth and learning, Dr. British Blue, you're very much a fraud, are you not? A, 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 a fraud? What, what, whatever do you mean? I, I can't think what you're imagining to mean, detective. I am referring to nothing else than your false knee. My gammy knee, you mean? That means I'm unable to carry out any kind of physical tasks? Gammy knee my foot, by which I mean I'm going to kick your gammy knee right now. Oh, yes, that's just a, uh, a, a normal sound for when someone kicks a gammy knee. Nonsense. I've kicked a gammy knee before, and any genuine gammy knee possessor would be groveling on the floor in terrific pain right now. You have a metal false knee, Dr. British Blue, and Scarlet Moffat knew about it. She knew all about it. Yes, it's true. She knew, and she was going to tell the world that, uh, rather than some kindly old gentleman, I was in fact partially made of metal, and therefore as strong as any sarcophagus within these hallowed halls. It would have ruined my reputation as a kindly old gent. It wouldn't have ruined your reputation just as a kindly old gent, but I suspect it may also have ruined your romantic reputation with poor Marigold Green. For she is desperately in love with you, is that not correct, Marigold? Uh, yes, I confess that is true. I, I am in love with you, Dr. British Blue. Yes, I sort of knew, yes, yes. And that very situation is responsible for your hatred for Scarlet Moffat, is it not, Marigold? You saw her having what you assumed to be a tete-a-tete with Dr. British Blue, but little did you realise it was merely a threat to blackmail him over his own non-gammy knee. It's true, I was very jealous, but Dr. British Blue cleared it all up for me. It was never romantic. I did hate her somewhat, but I would never have killed her. Perhaps not, but the Tangled Web has more secrets to reveal yet, for Scarlet Moffat did indeed have a genuine romantic connection with one of the suspects. <gasps> I don't know Doctor, who you mean. Dr. Veronica Violet, it was you. <gasps> Fine, I admit it. We were in love. She was wonderful. We shared a bed for years. She used to comment on what I did. She used to sit and watch me on some kind of box while I busied about my science. I wouldn't kill her, detective. Are you sure you wouldn't kill her, Dr. Veronica Violet? Not even if she threatened to expose your secret love affair to the notoriously exclusionary brick community? It's true. And if my father were to find out, I'd bring the name of Travis Perkins into disrepute. His name was Travis Perkins. But there's more than one professional reputation at stake here, is there not? Gregor Green? Me? What? Why, why are you, what, what are you talking about? I've got no idea. You may claim to have no professional reputation at all, being only a museum aficionado, traveling round at leisure, exploring different museums, the British Museum, the American Museum, the French Museum, the German Museum. And yet, you have another profession, do you not, Gregor Green? Well, I'm, um, international man of mystery. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> If by international man of mystery you mean the world's top museum thief, 
What? All right, you got me. Listen, a man's got to make a decent living somehow. And it's easy, all these people poncing and pontificating around while all I have to do is just swipe a little exhibit and sell it to whichever periodical wants it. And that was why you had it out for poor Scarlet. She caught you pilfering a pangolin for pangolin press. All right, it's true. Yes, she caught me. And I swore at her. I said, if you try and reveal me, why I'll... Yeah, it doesn't look very good for me, does it? It does not. By purloining that pangolin, you have hoist yourself by your own pangolin petard. But with every one of the suspects having a motive for murder, how was I to decide between the four of you? Only one of you, of course, could have been the true killer. I was forced to examine the evidence, starting here with the crime scene and the body itself. Poor Scarlet Moffat, laying here on the floor of Veronica Violet's office, her skull stoved in by the very brick on a stick that had brought everyone here in the first place. A horrible way to die. And furthermore, wrapped like some sort of sick parody of the many mummies that inhabit these halls in Veronica Violet's discarded clothes. And mysteriouser still, the strange message on the door, you will rue. What on earth could it mean? Perhaps a message from Scarlet Moffat as she lay dying? In fact, that was the first hypothesis that I ruled out. There is no circumstance in which someone who has had their head pounded flat into a paste could possibly write on a door. Don't be silly. Oh God, then then who would have done it? None other than the killer themselves. But who was the killer and how did they murder poor Scarlet? At first, it seems as though it were obvious. It would need to be someone with strong arms, perhaps. <gasps> Even a single strong arm to beat poor Scarlet's head in with that brick. Marigold, I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, no, no, uh, this is a misunderstanding. I, I didn't, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't. Oh, Marigold, did you leave me anything in your will? And yet, there are other suspects still in the running, though I have eliminated some. Dr. British Blue... Despite yes. the fact that you are possessed of a much stronger knee than you would let on, you are a very slender man. I find I it am. highly preposterous that you should be strong enough to have the upper body strength to beat poor Scarlet Moffat's head into paste. Yes, that's a good point, Detective. Well, uh, I'm going to nip out for a spot of lunch. Uh, is anything, so is anything from the shop? Or... I'm not finished yet. Dr. Veronica Violet. Yes? When it comes to not so fast, that's the very thing that rules you out as the killer. Oh, thank goodness, yes, I am slow. And I had a wine with an egg in it earlier and it makes me feel funny. You're not just slow all of the time, you're especially slow when you're naked, Dr. Veronica Violet. And since Scarlet Moffat was wrapped in your clothes, which are covered in spatters of blood, making sure that she was wrapped in them at the time of her death, that means you must have been naked when the murder took place and therefore would have been too slow to catch Scarlet. Oh, thank goodness. You. So I thought it was going to be an open and clothes case. 
Indeed, there are twists and turns aplenty in this case. Gregor Green, you are also a physically capable man. Yes. And yet, your very motive for wanting Scarlet dead would have meant that you would never have done it with this murder weapon. Why would a renowned museum thief with links to Quetzalcoatl Weekly murder someone with a brick on a stick that they were desperate to recover and then leave it at the scene of the crime? Exactly! It makes no sense! Precisely. It seemed, for the moment, that Marigold, you are the only person who could or would have murdered Scarlet with the brick on the stick. And yet, it was not you. Oh, goodness, I really started to think it was then. And it all came down to the message on the door. You will rule. You all noticed those words written in red on the door. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Noticed. And yet I, with my trained and keen detective sense and senses, noticed not just the words, but also after the words, the faint smudged traces of more red. What is written here is not the whole message. The whole message was considerably longer and had been partially cleaned up. (gasps) Whatever does it say, detective? Mm, I can't know for sure, but I have my hypotheses. You see, partially cleaned up messes in this museum can mean only one thing. Scarlet Moffat was cleaning up a message written on the door at the time she died. Oh, my goodness. She died how she lived. Cleaning. Indeed, the killer lured Scarlet to this very office with a mess to clear up. And then, when she was down on the ground so that she could reach the low-written message, you will rue, the killer struck, driving the brick on a stick through her delicate skull. Yet, the killer did not use their hands to do so. Ooh, what did they use? What? The killer used a knee. (gasps) And you can see there, delicately preserved in the top of the slightly porous, squishy brick made of human remains, the imprint of a steel knee underneath corduroy trousers. Dr. British Blue, I put it to you that you lured Scarlet here with a message written on the door. Perhaps... You will rule the day you threaten the future of the British Museum, and then, when she was halfway through cleaning it up, you balanced the brick on a stick on top of her head, and then knee-dropped it through her skull, killing her instantly. Well, that's just not croquet. It's not croquet at all. I've done a terrible wrong, Detective. And what's more, I'll tell you how I did it. I lounged in the shadows of Dr. Veronica Violet's office. I daubed a message on the walls to lure Miss Moffat to what would be the final room she ever cleaned. The message I daubed on the walls was, you will ruddy well clean up this message I've daubed. I knew that would pique her interest. I saw her come into the room. Oh, what's this? Oh, well, 
He's just rubbing it in now. Oh, I can't leave a door dirty before I leave. What would my successor say? I suppose I must get my trusty mop and bucket. Do, 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 do. Oh, what's this microscope doing on the floor? As she pushed the microscope to one side, I knew that would be my moment to strike. I gave my gammy knee a sound rap for good luck. What's that sound? It is the sound of your death knell, Miss Moffat. You've ruined my reputation for the last time. And I grasp the brick on the stick with my gamini, which is made of metal, and landed upon her skull. And then wrapped her up in the clothes lying around on the floor, Dr. Veronica Violet's clothes, to partially mummify her after a lifetime of being a British museum curator, you get used to wanting to see dead things wrapped up nicely. I'm afraid you've wrapped up your very last dead thing, either in a murderous capacity or an antiquarian one, Dr. British Blue. You are coming with me under arrest for the murder of Scarlet Moffat. No. I guess at the end of the day, he's going from having a hard joint to doing hard time in the joint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.